to help somebody. And in saying that, we have to be a, a well-rounded, well-versed association in mm -hmm. order to do that. Mm -hmm. And to bring in people, put people in place. There are gifted people that are sitting around the table that are never used. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to use them. I, I want the pastors not only to give the assessment. Oh, yeah, we want you to give your assessment, but we also want you to give some time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. into our association mm -hmm. and be able to share. Mm -hmm. There are great minds out there. There are great minds within our association that we have not employed into or, or, or drawn them in. You know, we sent out letters to do this and that, mm -hmm. but we want to bring them in to do it. Mm -hmm. So if, if I could um, kind of deviate or, or segue for a moment, um, as far as the comments that you have made, as far as including mm -hmm. others, because we're living in, in a time where things are shifting so fast. And of course, with technology, with this pandemic, a lot of things we can't do like we used to. Right. Um, I, I, I tell the folks here at St. Paul that church as we knew it, it's over. Right, okay? right. Church as we used to do it, it's over. Um, and I would even dare say that now denominationalism and how we do associations right, right. and conventions is over. Right. And if we try to do what we have done before right. in the past, right. we're going to die. So is there anything that you can say about that comment I just made that holds the historical significance of what we bring as far as an association is concerned to the trend setting that you talked about trying to do? Right. Am I making right. any sense? Yes. Can, can you say something about that? Cause I'm going to be honest, we, can, we can't go back to what was. Can I name it the new norm? Well, be a and, new and, norm. well, here's it's the so. thing about, here's the thing, I want, and I want to press you, uh, 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 Dr. Erdogan, on the new norm. Because when folks said the new norm, <laughs> the new norm really has an undertaking of picking up what we used to do. Right. And I think it's just a new, it's just a new it's way of doing it. Way. It is Church 3.0. Okay. okay. So, so okay. yeah, talk about, talk yeah, about but, that. But, but technology is going to be the key. That's going to be the key. Okay. And what I want to do is have a technology team. Say more about that. A Say technology more about that. team that's going to, uh, well, I don't know all that's out there, but I do know some persons, particularly our young adults and our youth. They'll hmm. pick it up quickly. And that's a place we can use them with, uh, as coming in and keeping them uh, in, in context with the association and not leaving them out, but bring them in and make them a big piece of it. And go out and find out what's available, what we can use, what the different types of churches, because every church is not equipped right. like the other church, right. like other churches, right. but what we could fine tune and help them to bring them up to par or bring them to a place where, where uh, technology, they can use it 
to broaden themselves, to keep the, uh, their congregation uh, included in everything. Mm -hmm. Like our older generation, our, uh, those that are 60 and over, mm -hmm. uh, make sure they're getting in. Maybe that would be something for uh, teachable moments for our young adults and youth to help them. Now, is, you, you said something to me one time in private conversation, how we have to have the young people to mentor the older. Right, right, <laughs> so, right. So it's, 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 it's a term called reverse mentoring. Can you, can you really drill down a little bit more on that? Because that's very intriguing due to the fact that in a lot of churches, people say they want young people, but then when they show up, don't we don't them engage them or we don't plug right. them in. Can you, we, we, want can you, to, we want to uh, put them to work. In other, words, in other words, if I can use this for instance, Every team that we have, every leadership ministry that we have, we will have them to hook up with a young adult or you. Say, okay. say social media, social okay. justice, uh, say the women's auxiliary, mm -hmm. say the men's auxiliary. Mm -hmm. All of this, our, our uh, uh, scholarship mm -hmm. ministry, all of that, even when it comes to finance, we have young adults that are working in banks and all of that mm -hmm. that can go ahead and do your spreadsheet right quick and get it done. Mm -hmm. So it'll be like um, uh, the older ones mentoring the younger ones, but in turn, it's a swap out. Right. They'll be mentoring us as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a way for us to get them aboard and to stay aboard because mm -hmm. when they go away to college I found this out most of them go away to college they don't come back to right. their original church right and so we want to make sure the connection is there not only through their church but through the association and and I think that you really um, Dr. Irwin you're really hitting on something that is an issue not only for the association, but for churches, for our local churches, right. connecting, involving, engaging young adults uh, and young people. And, and, and I think that it's important for us to understand that when we talk about young people, stop thinking that young adults are those that are 40 and under. By the time you're about 30, 31, 32, you ain't no young adult anymore. <laughs> you're, you, you, you're good and grown. You are dealing with family, if you're married, right, you know, right, you're right. dealing with life. So how churches have dealt with the concept of young adults or even young people, we got to change that mindset. And I'm hearing, I'm hearing that notion as far as these comments that you're making that you really want to be intentional right, as right. far as including young people, young adults. And we got to understand that young adults is not just those that are under 40, uh, but it's really engaging people uh, um, 25 to about 18. And then even looking at bringing some teens along oh, yeah. to give oh, them yeah. some, oh, yeah. some insight. So I think that, that, is, yeah. that is remarkable. And if we can do that on an association level, um, it may have... A wonderful impact. It'll be widespread. Yeah. Because you're talking about close to 50 churches, 45, 50 churches. So you're talking about maybe if you had one young adult or one youth from each one of those churches mm -hmm. to come in. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I'm talking about, building on what's already been built. Mm -hmm. Bring them in, put them to work, mm -hmm. uh, make them active 
active part of it. And take them seriously. Yes, yes. And take them seriously. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. my two boys, the twin boys, they do all my stuff quickly. I just hand it to them. They, wow. Malachi and Michael, they just go right to it. Uh-huh. They set up on Sunday morning, uh-huh. everything. And so I, I see them working, so I see that others can work also. Mm-hmm. If we let them, mm-hmm. we got to let them. Yeah. Just yeah. allow them to do that. Yeah. Um, this, this, is, this is good for me personally to hear you talk about including um, youth and young adults and um, middle-aged adults as far as this work is concerned. Um, and I don't want to get us stuck there, but I do want to, to thank you for, for that insight. I think that you, like all of us that take where we are at this time in history seriously, uh, since March, right. we haven't been able to have church. Right. Since March, we have not been able to meet as an association. We're doing this association meeting Virtually. virtually. We're going to vote, virtually. you know, virtually and electronically. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, and I kind of want to phrase, phrase it in a two-fold question. First of all, what are the challenges uh, that we are going to be facing as an association once we get past the pandemic? What are the challenges? In post-pandemic. Yeah, what are those challenges? Uh, getting people back in place of what they are used to they may want to stay with it, like a virtual meeting, Zoom meetings and all of that, mm-hmm. which will cut off a little time of travel and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking it may be a mix. Gradually, we'll move back into person-to-person meeting because uh, I was on this thing about mental awareness and all that, and some of the things that they talked about were people being isolated mm-hmm. that had drawn them into suicidal thoughts. So mm-hmm. we don't want to just say completely virtual, but mm-hmm. gradually move back in person to person. And it may not be uh, once a month we're there, maybe every other month. Zoom one month, person to person one month. Mm-hmm. But, but I think my biggest challenge is going to be bringing in pastors to sit at the table. Okay. whether it's virtual, Zoom, or in person, so that we are doing it together, mm-hmm. united together. I, I don't want to see six or seven pastors voting on everything, but it should be across the board mm-hmm. because we're all a part of the association. Mm-hmm. So that, that's going to be one of the greatest challenges to bringing us together so when we plan things, it's, it's everybody, it's, it's united. Okay, so those those are the challenges that that you see. What are the opportunities? The opportunities there is to know more about each of our pastors, okay, and each of our churches, like the fellowship piece of it. Mm-hmm. Want to do more of that. So uh, the only time we see some of them is at the institute. Uh, mm-hmm. Want to see more of you. Mm-hmm. So we can get to know more of you and to find out what's going on. Uh, during this time that I'm in my candidacy, uh, calling some pastors, I found out some of them have been sick. Okay. Some of their mates are sick. Okay. I would not have known that if I had not called them. Mm-hmm. But it was for this reason. It should be for the other reason, just getting to know 
what's going on in the lives of our pastors and our leaders and our churches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so basically, it, it sounds like to me that your perspective of the moderator is one of being, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, uh, but is one of being a pastor to pastor to pastors or an encourager to pastors as well as um, um, enriching and enhancing their ability to be able to serve their churches because of the pastoral dynamic that you may bring to it. So, so basically what I'm saying is that part of your, from what I'm sensing, you're saying that part of your view of being a moderator is to encourage the pastor and let them know they're not in this by themselves. They're not by themselves. We're all in this together, mm -hmm. but we can help one another. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I experienced uh, this past season, once uh, I took over from some uh, responsibilities of Pastor Garris, I was able to connect with the General Baptist State Convention. Mm -hmm. In so doing, they had an impact prayer time. Okay. And it was actually 12 uh, weeks, but only one day of that week, we would call in, mm -hmm. and there was pastors calling in with prayer, with mm -hmm. emphasis on a, a verse. And the emphasis one Thursday was joy. The emphasis one uh, Thursday was contentment. Mm -hmm. So I have in mind of doing something like that. It would mm -hmm. have to be early. Because once pastors get out and get on the move, they're, they're busy. Yeah. I think, uh, and it, it amazed me because it was at 6.30 in the morning. But I woke up mm -hmm. every Thursday wow. to catch that prayer. Okay. And so I'm thinking that's a way okay. of, of engaging okay. and, and getting to know and also uh, letting them know we care. Mm -hmm. The association care about what's going on mm -hmm. with your church, with your family, and all of that. Mm -hmm. How do you view, and, and this serves as a wonderful segue, how, how do you view the fellowship of the churches in United Missionary? Uh, good, okay. but could be better. Say more about that, please. Good, but could be better. I think uh, all of us in connection with the United Missionary Baptist Association are valued and Say, for instance, you have your revival or you have something coming on at your church. Hey, we jump up and we go to St. Paul. Mm -hmm. Well, we need to go to St. Mark. Mm -hmm. We need to go to the other churches, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think uh, Pastor Garris did a wonderful job of doing that. And when he wasn't able, he would call me and say, can you go here or can you go there? Mm -hmm. And I went, but I think it takes more. Mm -hmm. It takes more. Mm -hmm. That everybody is, is important. Every church is important, mm -hmm. and we need to support uh, Scott. We need to support Ferguson. We need to support Weary, all of that when we can. But it's enough of us mm -hmm. that if one or two go and, and announce we are from United Missionary Baptist Association, mm -hmm. and we're in support, and our fellowship. I heard uh, Dr. Diggs say we, we, we fellows in the same ship. 
<laughs> so, bless his sainted memory. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're all looking for people to show up at our stuff and support us. And so, I think support, fellowship, and, and support. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wow. Well, I, I am um, uh, I'm impressed and, and I'm so appreciative of the authentic you that you bring. And since I've met you, you have been consistently you. And I think that's very refreshing as far as these times are concerned. Right. It's very refreshing. Um, I know that there are people who are watching us online, and we want to give you an opportunity to ask a question as far as um, Vice Moderator Irwin is concerned. And if you have a question, uh, if you would not mind, you could either call in. There should be some information uh, on the screen where you can call in, or you can type your question in the chat box, and we will uh, take those questions in, in just a moment. But for those that are on this town hall meeting, we want you to engage uh, for the time that is ours. And so probably over the next 20 to 25 minutes, um, we're going to take uh, some questions and um, uh, like I said, this is not scripted or anything of that sort. And so whatever question you raise, uh, we're going to um, uh, have her to answer it the best way that, that, that she can. And of course, I believe that the people who are on this uh, town hall meeting or who may be calling in, uh, I believe that you will raise questions that are uh, germane or in line with what needs to be asked as far as this time in her pursuit of becoming moderator for our association. And so I'm looking at uh, our computer moderator who has uh, a question and he has the mic at this time. And so, uh, Pastor Ferguson, uh, how's it coming over there? Dr. Scott, we have two questions real quick for Dr. Irwin. Uh, the first question is, Dr. Irwin, as a trained Christian educator, what enhancements do you see can be made to our association's educational ministry? educational ministry right uh, that can be broadened I think we've done well with uh, bringing in persons uh, that teach us on subject matters but then we can do better at uh, broadening a little bit on um, I'm thinking more in the line of help you know like I talked about the mental awareness mm -hmm. those type of things uh, pastors who are in depression mm. and uh, anxiety, mm -hmm. those things that we need to just key in on mm -hmm. that's going to help. Uh, uh, pastors have walked away from their pulpits mm -hmm. because of things that are just overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Because you have to realize now we as pastors still have a family and we still have homes to run and we still have churches mm -hmm. to take care of so things can get heavy. Something that, that releases you. Mm -hmm. And if, if we can't do that, at least make sure they have the resources available so we can do that. You know, uh, counseling peace. Mm -hmm. People are ashamed to just say, I'm, I, hey, I have a problem. Mm. You know, we have pastors that are going through divorce, mm -hmm. uh, not just pastors only, but the ministers, leaders, mm -hmm. and all of that. You can't lead sick. 
and you can't lead with problems. Mm -hmm. So something to help in that area. And that's why I'm saying broaden it. So, so basically what I'm hearing is not only do you want Christian education to focus on just dealing with um, the church matters or just dealing with one's spirituality as far as a person following Jesus to the best uh, capacity that they have at that particular time. But you're also, you're really talking about bringing in their humanity. Right. And right, helping right. them to process and deal with things as far as their hum humanity is concerned. And, and it's so needed. I think that that's a very good point in the association. I heard a pastor say yesterday on call mm -hmm. that you can pray all you want to. Right. You can have as much faith as you want to mm -hmm. but when it comes to other situations that you have to deal with mm -hmm. sometimes you just need help yes yes you need help I, I, and and my folks know here at st paul i go see a therapist once a month you know and um uh, I tell folks Jesus and therapy works. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that yesterday. I heard that yesterday from one of our great pastors in this city. Yeah, Jesus and therapy. Jesus and therapy work. Uh, Pastor Ferguson, what's the second question you mentioned? And there may be some more questions coming in now. All right. The second question is, Dr. Irwin, what do you see as some COVID-19 realities that the association may be called upon to assist churches with? Some of the things that we can assist them with is being prepared for going back in the church and when to go back in mm. and make sure they have all the necessary equipment or, or they may be lacking in funds. If we can help them with masks, sanitizers, instructions, mm -hmm. all of that, I think uh, Dr. Weary gave us a great piece, and I think all the pastors got that on going forward, what we need to do, but we can help them in that. And also uh, make sure we're following the guidelines. That's one thing. We all need to follow the guidelines and uh, going back in with this COVID thing. Yeah, and can, can I, can I, um, I, I want to, if I could, Pastor Ferguson, piggyback on that question before we take some more, because you're probably facing this, uh, I know I've been facing this, people want to know, when you go, when we right. going to go back in, right. when we going to go back right. in, and my response has been, I don't know, no. I, I don't know, so, so how have you been able to <laughs> deal with, with people wanting to come back in to, be a part as far as the church is concerned, be in fellowship with one another. How, how have you well, been I try, I try to remind them, uh, we're outside. We're parking lot. We've been okay. parking lot since March. Okay. I kind of remind them that when it's time, we'll go back in. Mm -hmm. But for now, I'm satisfied where I am. Mm -hmm. and, and to be honest with you, I think uh, for the majority of them, they are too because I'm not as long as I would be inside the church. <laughs> so they are, they are happy with me. I'm uh -huh. one hour and they gone. Uh -huh. But uh, uh, getting back to that, um, um, you just have to deal with and try to have them to be patient with you mm -hmm. and try to give them what they need mm -hmm. from where you are, mm -hmm. whether you're pre-recording, whether you're preaching mm -hmm. uh, in-house, in on Facebook, 
give them what they need in word and keep them abreast on what's going on. Because I believe when they are filled and you give them a good word mm -hmm. that they can hang on to that week, everything will be all right. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. Pastor Ferguson, any other questions coming in? Yes, we have uh, several. Wow. One of the ones okay. I want to piggyback on, uh, we want to present now, what is the role of UMBA as it relates to COVID-19 and community assistance, for example, rental and housing? Rental and housing? Uh, we haven't, uh, per se, did any rental or housing. I think for the most part uh, in that, that will be something we have to look into because you have to be careful who you bring in and who you set up and what are the provisions in that because rental and housing, if you're asking helping them mm -hmm. with monies mm -hmm. or placing them, mm -hmm. you a you're asking the question about monies per se, like paying for housing. So or, I, I, think that the, I think the way you're addressing it is, is very profound um, and and what you could, I, I think that what could happen is someone may be thinking about, in one instance, you paying for rent. Right. The other one may be thinking about what connections you can make as far as different agencies or entities to help them as far as that's concerned. So you may want to unpack that in a twofold way. Yeah. Uh, because you helping, them, helping them with, with rent. Mm-hmm and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. or foreclosures on housing, mm -hmm. that wouldn't be a problem. Mm -hmm. We could do that. But when you're talking about placing them, we would have to call some agencies mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, because you're talking about COVID now, mm -hmm. and you're talking about it could be spreadable and you don't know who's who. Mm -hmm. And so some testing might have to be done. That's, that's a long range. That's something long range, and that would actually have to be uh, taken under consideration. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's good because I'm afraid that sometimes we as pastors, we make commitments that when you look at the efficacy of it, it's hard to bring to pass. And we kind of, we will overshoot <laughs> right. our, our capacity. And so I'm, I'm appreciative of the fact that you're not making, from where I am, a commitment that we're going to do ABC, but that you will um, engage in some some significant conversations and then deal with it. Yeah, we have yeah. some people in place that can look into that. Okay. See the resources, uh, the things that are open, and what they are able to do. Okay. All right. All right. Next question. After COVID, how do you see auxiliaries revving up if current members are slow to return? Hmm. Hmm. We're going to get excitable. <laughs> I think when you first hit the ground and we come out, you've got to have something in place, an activity or a retreat or something that will, will bring them in, and then you can go from there. But you're going to have to have something in place. That may be even with our churches. When you first come in, you might have to have a hallelujah party or something so that you can bring them in. You can't just go back to norm, say we're going to meet and we're going to read the minutes and then we're going to get reports where it won't be any reports because right. you haven't done anything. So we need to do something. 
So we will have something in place, but my plans are, uh, if I am the moderator, what I'm going to do is meet with each auxiliary leader prior to that, mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about what to do, and because that's why they're in place. They are leaders. So, so we're going to so, have so, so you're not going to be a dictator? You're not going to... No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Oh, you're not going to be a dictator like somebody no, at 1600 no. Pennsylvania Avenue? I'm sorry, I didn't. No, no, we're not, not going to do that. That's why they're in place, and I'm thinking while they are out there not meeting, they're in prayer. Mm -hmm. They're fasting and in prayer, uh, seeing what we can do, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And, and, and moving from the ridiculous to the sublime, as far as the comment I just made about being the dictator, um, uh, that, that is very... Um, important I think for people to hear that you're not going to be making decisions in, no. in a silo no. that you're going to be no. engaging um, whoever your leadership team is as far as processing that's um, why they were chosen mm -hmm. because I believe they could do the job okay and so all right we'll talk about it okay continue Dr. Irwin, how do you think we can include constituent church lay members of our churches in some of the great benefits you just outlined for pastors? How can we include them? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Put them to work. <laughs> Put them to work. A busy church, a busy association will do well. It's when you're sitting around not doing anything. And it is enough stuff for everybody okay. to do. All right. With that being said, let me stop you there. Uh, are there opportunities for young pastors and ministers in UMBA? Yes. And is there space created for their development, uh, their perspectives, and their contributions? Yes. If so, how? One of the things that came to mind today is that uh, some churches have youth pastors. Mm -hmm. We want to use them mm -hmm. in our devotional piece mm. or, or, or bring them in to speak to our youth groups. Mm. And that's what I wanted to do uh, about our youth pastors. And we have some new young pastors who are in place now. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to some of them, and they are ready to go. They are revving up. And I'm ready for them to go, turn them loose, and let them go. Uh, I've had a couple at my church to preach, mm -hmm. and so they can preach. Mm -hmm. They're trained. So I wouldn't mind putting them in the pulpits or, or at our institutes and let them uh, speak to us. And, I, and I'm so glad you're on that youth piece because all the youth I want to open up in uh, UMBA the dance ministry, the drama ministry, and I'll go so far as having sports teams mm. in our association mm. while they're playing for the Y. They may not be good enough to play at a school, but then they can play for us. Mm -hmm. We have churches like St. Paul. We have a gym, and we just have intramural games. Mm. That's a way of fellowshipping. I played softball and basketball in a church league. Oh, you used to play basketball? Oh, man, I was, I was very good. Oh, look at you. <laughs> you think you can do that now? I coached for Antioch, oh, men's really? team. Really? Yeah. We really? Was in, the, in the association we was in with um, okay. uh, Claude. 
Okay. Bishop Alexander and all okay. of them, we have a church league. Okay. So I'm thinking more of that. Even we can have an over 40 team. Well, now, now see. Now see. We have an over 40 team. <laughs> Listen, all, and all, all we will be doing is trotting up and down the court and, 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 and doing underhand shots. Long, 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 long as you get down to the other end. But, no, but, it won't be the other end. We'll just do a half court. On the short end. <laughs> Basketball, soccer, yeah. flag football, it's all out there. I mean, it's wide range, and we need to keep our youth, young adult involved. We probably have some young adult coaches. All right. Okay. All right. Um, going back to a previous statement, uh, there are scores of lay people who are also depressed and suffering anxiety. How can we make services that you mentioned for the pastors that the pastors are getting also available to lay people in crisis? They can be, it can be lay people too. Uh, I'm sorry I horned in on pastors mm -hmm. thinking that we all overwhelmed <laughs> those. But that's one reason I was on Zoom yesterday for five hours. Wow. Getting the resources and all of that uh, to be able to channel it uh, to our people in the association. Also, there was a piece for married couples, you know, so that they can uh, come together with more love. That's the way they put it. But uh, it's out there. I didn't know all that was available till I went on the Zoom conference call on yesterday. But I have all that information with me. They sent me something today as a toolkit, giving me all the uh, places and people that are in charge. So. So they're saying pastors are not equipped to do all this counseling when it comes to that. We're so not. so uh, most pastors, and so they're saying these are the places you can go. Mm -hmm. And so, it, in fact, it's right here in Charlotte. Wow. And I tell, I tell folks here at St. Paul that I do not do counseling per se. I do spiritual direction. Okay. And with the idea of spiritual direction... Uh, part of what I tend to do is, of course, rely and refer on the Bible. But okay. when certain things get past my pay grade, okay, you know, I'm doing a, I'm doing a referral. So that's good. And uh, we as pastors have to understand that while we struggle with things, of course, we got a whole lot of lay people that are struggling, and we need to just let people know it's okay. Yeah, that's it's okay. Okay. That's what they said yesterday. To get help. Just it is okay. pray for them. Give yeah. them some spiritual direction. Yeah. And then give them the place they need to go. Yeah. The it's, it's, and it's okay. <laughs> Continue. All right. Here's something uh, very deep. What has been your greatest joy in working with UMBA? And what has been your greatest challenge? My greatest joy has been the learning piece, hmm. the educational piece. Uh, when I went to Watts Grove, and that was one of the things they said to me they wanted to grow. Mm -hmm. And so in growing, I need to know where to take them so with me learning, I can also share with them. And so that's been my greatest joy. The other piece of being my greatest joy has been the connection with the other pastors and other churches and other lay leaders that I learned to enjoy. Uh, UMBA has been, for me, an extended family. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, sometimes when I'm down, I just go to another church and listen to another pastor preach, and it uplifts me. Uh, that's been, I love people, and I love sharing. Uh, they eat a lot. I like to eat. Okay, I just, I just, threw, I just threw that in. The, the greatest challenge, I think, for me, is, is a letdown for me, like when I go to something that they are having, and it's not well attended that's the challenge for me or the letdown because I think the piece of it and the stuff that they have shared and what's good I just want everybody to have some mm -hmm. and so that's been a challenge I was not always in a position per se at UMB the entire time I've been there but I've been involved like with the women's auxiliary doing retreats facilitating retreats with them mm -hmm. and all of that so uh, it's, it's been a great joy for me last question and we thank all of our uh, audience for sending questions in this ought to be powerful this ought to speak volumes everywhere how do you live out your faith in Christ how do I live out my faith in Christ I live out my faith in Christ, trusting him, trusting him in everything I do, wherever I, I am, uh, I put all my trust in him. And I live faithfully to the extension where that whatever God calls me to do, regardless of what it is, I'm going to try my best to do it. That's how I live faithful. I live faithfully through him, for him. For God, I like to say that all the time. For God, I live. And for God, I die. Because I will always look to Jesus from whence cometh my help. And my help cometh from the Lord. And so then, that's where, that's what I rely on. I believe God does not take me anywhere that he's not going to bring me through it. Your voice was beginning to change. I was beginning I, I to know, hear the preacher I, I, come out of I know, yeah, and, yeah, and I'm yeah, supposed yeah, to be yeah, moderating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm your, sorry. Your, no need to apologize. Your I'm voice sorry. was beginning to change, I, I'm Reverend. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, when, 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 when I talk about Jesus. Yes, ma'am. And what he's done Don't do that. Me, don't do I, that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, he's done for me. <laughs> my soul. I, I say my soul yeah. cries out hallelujah. I thank God. Her. I'm trying to tame her. I'm trying to tame her. God. God. My, my, God. Name, my name has no business being mentioned as moderator, but God is so good. Yeah. Yeah, God is wow. so good. Wow. Yeah, you, you got all this new stuff in here, and I don't want to tear nothing up. <laughs> but listen. She is able to see you that are on uh, our Zoom platform. We got three screens up near the pulpit. If she has blessed you this evening, can you just put your hands together and give God praise if, if she has blessed you? And if this has been a blessing to you all, yeah, I, I want to thank each and every one of you. She sees you. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us as far, as far as this platform is concerned. And she's calling your names out. Mm -hmm. She's calling your names out. But before we go, before we go, um, I want to, uh, again, thank um, Sister Deborah Dalton and Sister Camise Noel for helping us to pull together tonight's gathering to uh, my friend, my brother, uh, my pastoral colleague, my frat brother, 
uh, Pastor Dale Ferguson for uh, being the person behind the scenes to uh, uh, take care of the telephone and the video uh, moderation as far as taking care of your questions. Um, and to you, uh, uh, Dr. Betty Irwin, for uh, participating in this. And before we go, I'm going to let you have the closing remarks. However, uh, I have gone on record. I'm letting you know I have gone on record. And that's why we're doing it here. That's why I got my logo mm -hmm. behind here. I'm supporting the Reverend Dr. Betty Irwin as moderator. And, um, and, and again, the reason that I'm doing that is because I believe that she's the person for the time that we're in to take what has been started by the synthesis of what we had before taken and being under shepherd by Dr. Peter Weary and Reverend Donnie Garris. We're at this point in our associational history to determine whether we want to remain flatline or decline or whether we want to continue the ascent that has begun with those two great leaders. I believe that Reverend Betty Irwin brings the capacity to, to do that. And me and my team, our delegates, we're pledging our support uh, for her. She has, I have not asked for anything. I'm not looking for anything. My life is busy enough. I would hmm. do whatever I can to support the association. I'm not looking for anything. I'm doing this because I feel she's the person for this. Oftentimes preachers, they support folk cause there's something in it for them. There's nothing in it for me. My life is busy enough being the husband of Peer, the father of Cheris, the pastor <laughs> of the St. Paul Baptist Church, and my national uh, preaching itinerary and schedule. Uh, but I would do whatever I can. And since I've been here in Charlotte, we've done whatever we can to support the association financially as well as with our presence. And I love Uma and I love those who have served before me. But I'm going on record uh, to say that we're going to be supporting uh, Betty Irwin and all of my delegates know we will be casting our votes for her. You can do whatever you want to, but I believe that she's the person for this job. So, Sister Betty Irwin, would you uh, give us closing remarks and then would you close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Just want to say to all of you that are out there, Facebook, Zoom, live streaming, and all the good people here at St. Paul, Dr. Robert C. Scott, uh, Dr. Ferguson, and all of those who have guided me along this way. And open up your doors for this great town hall meeting. This is my first town hall meeting. Amen, somebody. But I've been excited, and it's all good. Thank you all so much. I am courageous enough to step out front and to carry and lead this association further. I am committed enough. I have proven leadership skills, and I am dedicated enough to do the job. I trust God enough to carry me where I need to go in leadership. Thank you so much, and may God bless all of you, and may heaven smile upon you, and may you continue to do work, good works where you are, where you are. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Father, thank you, O God, for the extension of mercy and grace. Thank you, my Father, for your goodness that you have shared with us. Thank you, O Lord, for your everlasting peace as we journey on. 
oh God, I can't appreciate you enough for even giving me this opportunity, this platform. I do know you already know who will take the gavel and move on. But oh Lord, would you allow me to accept whatever you do? Because I believe you are right and righteous in your dealings. I am pleased with how you have brought me and kept me. I am so satisfied with you, Lord, that I pray you are satisfied with me. Encourage me. Give me the strength and the fortitude to be what you have called me to be. There is no doubt in my mind that you are the only one that I need to carry this through. I thank you now for what you're going to do in this association. I thank you, God, for what you're already done. God, I thank you because you have been kind and wonderful. You have led us to degrees, God. You have placed leadership in this association, oh God, that has been great. God, I just ask this with the sincerity of my heart. That you would lift me up, pick me up, and carry me through. I thank you now in advance because I know you love me enough that you didn't bring me this far to leave me. And I love you, God, and I adore you. Oh, God. Oh, God, my help my sustainer, my peace, my guardian, my safekeeper, my light in in darkness, my my, 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 my shoulder that I lean on. Just want to thank you. Thank you. Bless God in a mighty way. Turn heads, turn minds, God. Ooh, turn situations around. Turn circumstances around, oh God. You are the one. You hold all power in your hands. And I know you can. And I know you will. And I know you will if you only can. You have it, God. Now, we want to serve you until we die. In Jesus' name. I pray and give thanks to Almighty God. Amen. 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 Thank you all for joining us. Listen, have a safe, wonderful evening. Uh, Join us in our virtual association next week as we prepare to hear from our moderator and all of those that will be sharing with us. And we look forward to you all joining us as far as voting as well as the activities next week. God bless you all. Thank you all. I pray this has been a blessing to you all. God bless.